Welcome to Legacy Fundraising Chat, where we talk about everything legacy-related to help you as a fundraiser generate more interest amongst your supporters in legacy giving. I'm your host, Sunita Godu, founder of Persuasion and legacy marketer, providing consultancy, training, coaching, and interim legacy support to small to medium-sized charities. I'm delighted that the National Free Wills Network is sponsoring my podcast. They allow you to offer your supporters a free solicitor written will anywhere in the UK, and the charity receives full measurable results. With 15 years of experience and over 500 million raised in future income for charities, the network can help charities of all shapes and sizes launch and maximise their legacy programmes. To find out more, visit nationalfreewills.net. Here's my second final part of my interview with the Vegan Society. I think something interesting that you touched upon, Sunita, was that um, we can write many wills over our lifetime. We don't just, it doesn't just have to be that one, you know, at the end, which I think there's a lot of perhaps misconception about, yeah, young people can do it, can't they? And then we know for sure that um, our wishes um, are set, you know, in writing, as you said, and we can trust that they will be followed through. And I think that, yeah, that's just very interesting that you said that. You also touched on, um, while you were say- answering that question, the many benefits of leaving a gift in your will. Besides aligning with your values, uh, is there anything else that you can add that is a benefit of leaving a gift in a will? I suppose there's the more kind of rational side of the inheritance tax. But I think that a, a will is such an emotional decision, for me anyway, and, and of the supporters that I speak to. The benefits of the emotion and everything that it gives you in terms of I've sorted that now and now I can just get on with living my life. I almost can't put that into words. I just feel that it's just so powerful. And I think anybody that has gone through the process of writing their will and it's completely up to date probably shares this same kind of feeling of, right, it's all done now. Everybody knows what's going to happen. Well, you may, may not have shared it with everybody, but, but but it's very clear to you what is going to happen. I heard a very interesting stat last week at one of the legacy conferences that a will provider had looked back to last year and 30% of the gifts and wills to charities were um, families. They were people that had children. And that was actually really reassuring to know. One, that people with dependents are actually getting their wills done because I think that also is a barrier to lots of parents in that they don't want to think about a time when they can't be around for their children and I completely understand that but also they feel that they can support the causes that are important to them not just feel that they've got to do what society would expect them to do because it is a very traditional approach that you leave everything to your children and and I think there is this very society pressure sometimes that that's absolutely what we should be doing. And it's totally fine if people want to do that. But if it's a pressure rather than an actual wish, I think we really have to question that. I think it's also important that to, to appreciate, I mean, you're talking today 
about very generously leaving your entire estate to charity. We we have other beneficiaries who who do that or leave it to a, a number of a number of charities. Mm. You know, split it equally. That's that seems to be quite common as well. Mm. Of course, you know, you can leave a very you know defined smaller gift, and yes. that's equally valuable. You know, mm. the, the gifts we receive of you know a few thousand pounds still make a real difference. We're very very glad to have them, and I know other charities would be too. Mm. And I think statistically, probably those are the the bulk of the gifts that charities receive. I wouldn't want people to be put off by feeling that if they are not prepared to leave their entire estate um, in that way, that they shouldn't bother. Yes, uh, I, I guess I should say I am an unusual case, and I, I, I do I do kind of like recognise that. And I suppose that I am unusual. One is because I don't have children, and two because. I've worked in the charity sector for so long. And so the charity sector means everything to me. And that's why my will reflects that. So yes, I mean, I average, you know, it's the 5,000 legacies that really make a difference. Um, But even, you know, when we talk about kind of like these fixed amounts, I think the easiest thing for people is to think about percentages because actually when they divide their estate into percentages, they're not then having to think about inflation all the time. Because also what we've got to think is that, okay, we want to leave a few thousand pounds to a charity now. In 30 years' time, it's not going to be worth 2,000 pounds. It's probably going to be worth 200 pounds. And, and, and also when we think about the percentages, is that we don't have to be worried about that. Is that enough? because it will just be whatever the estate is worth at the time. So that is one of the things that I, I actually do encourage you know, supporters and my charity clients to talk about, because it just makes it easier for a supporter to, to think in that way. And even leaving something like half a percent to charities can, can make that ultimate difference. You mentioned um, earlier, um, you, you were talking about having told everyone and then corrected yourself and said, well, perhaps not having told everyone, but have you shared your story with family and friends about about your legacy? Have you told people? I mean, obviously you're doing it now, but have you previously, <laughs> have you previously done it? And, and what kind of reaction, uh, if you have, did that get from the people you spoke to about it? Uh, that's really interesting, Sam. So um, if my family didn't know, they certainly will now because they are loyal <laughs> listeners to my show, which is lovely. I guess no. I I hadn't shared it and and mainly because I hadn't felt I needed to. I don't think my family and my siblings especially, oh, my mom, would be surprised at all with my decision. As I've mentioned a few times, my will is just a reflection of my life. And I think that if charities weren't in it, they would probably be more surprised that then actually my whole estate being um, given to charities. Well, after they've listened to the show, perhaps I could let you know <laughs> what they think about my decision. But I, I, I'd be very surprised if they thought it was a shock in any way. But it's actually great that we're doing this episode because now they're absolutely clear that I was of sound mind at the time when I wrote my will. <laughs> and therefore, it definitely does need to be executed. Uh, my brother is my executor. And my friends definitely do know that my estate has been attributed to charities because it's something 
that I often talked about and, and said it's really important for me to do. Because I've also encouraged them to get their wills in place and get their affairs in order. And, mm -hmm. and I've done that by saying, look, I, yeah, I've done mine and I've left this percentage, this charity, and, and I feel great for it. I am the kind of flying the flag even off duty. Would you advise people to talk to to their family oh, um, yeah. about this? Because I, for some people, I guess some families, it might come as a shock and they may feel that they should challenge that if they're not made aware of it previously, if it comes as a bolt from the blue after, after someone has died. I think it's such an important point you've made there, Sam, because I've also, as part of my, my work, spoken to Next of Kin and often they are surprised by a gift that's been left to a charity and have actually contested the will on the basis that they do not actually believe that their loved one would have made that decision had they been of sound mind or if they had not been coerced in some way. And obviously that's a sad thing, isn't it, when it comes to that point. And had those conversations been had, at the time, those the, the, the scenarios just wouldn't have come up. And I think that it is incredibly important if people feel it's safe for them to do so and they feel comfortable with having made those decisions. And But also what I say to supporters is especially when they have children, they are leaving the bulk of their estate to charities that I would say, no, I would encourage you to talk to your family. But if you don't feel comfortable in doing so, is that you actually get this documented via your solicitor as to the reason why you have chosen the decisions that you've made. And therefore, just having that extra written text helps the family to understand that this has really come from the person. They weren't co coerced. It was something that they absolutely wanted. And it just completely helps with decision-making as well. So unfortunately, I have had to deal with some very tricky situations on behalf of charities where it has been difficult for the loved ones left behind to to understand the decisions that have been made so yeah i, I think it's a really important point coming around to probably one of our final questions how do you hope that your legacy gift will make a difference i guess there's a trust there isn't there sam I, I think with anything that you don't have control of there is a huge element of trust and all legacies are based on trust to to charities is that i absolutely trust the vegan society to do what it needs to do in order to protect animals, uh, the messaging, to protect veganism as an absolute right and belief. I just know that in the short time span that I have been involved in the vegan society, I have seen your organisation do some amazing things. I know that I can have a meal on a train, on a plane, and there is an option for B. And that is based, I wholeheartedly know, on the campaign work that the Vegan Society have done, making it accessible and the whole education in schools and doing a number of events 
I'm putting my faith in an organization that I know can do it because I've seen the vegan society do it in my lifetime. And I know that how instrumental legacy gifts are because I can tell the stories on behalf of other charities what they've then gone on to do with legacy gifts. I just know that more people will get the right messaging, the real information, and we will all be healthier, happier as a result of it. And there will be less suffering in the world. And that just fills me with so much pride and joy thinking about that. And I do know it's a long journey and it's going to take a long time for the ship to turn, but it will. I'm seeing lots of change and I just love the way that the vegan society approaches this change. And I've mentioned it a few times, just the care and compassion and just really understanding it from where other people are at rather than trying to push values and beliefs onto people. I just love that you call the vegan society because it is about having a society that is vegan. It's a really um, amazing testimony from you there, Sunita. And I feel very much the, the responsibility and the trust that you place in us. It, it's particularly, I think, valuable because of your contact with the third sector, because that is how you spent your working life. Mm. The fact that you, you're able to feel that there is um, such a connection between you and the society and the, the work that we do um, and, and to understand what it is that we're trying to achieve. It is is really wonderful feeling the responsibility greatly there, but absolutely <laughs> wanting to live up to it um, because it helps me to to remember as well that the people who've already left yeah. the, the legacy mm. we've already received the legacy we were notified about yesterday mm. those people presumably had a similar feeling about our work and what it is that we can achieve mm. uh, with their generous gift and how important that is. Mm. So it's actually really useful to be reminded of that. I think mm. it's a great privilege. And, and so yeah. just kind of um, adding on to that, it's also why I wanted you to come on the show is because how often do you get the opportunity to actually talk to your yeah. pledgers in this deep, meaningful way? And, yeah. uh, and I totally appreciate that I completely am unusual, but wouldn't it be amazing if you could have this conversation with every one of your pledgers? Because I, Sam, we've talked about it before, haven't we, where often a legacy will come in and they're not even on your database. And you're kind of wondering, who are these people? What was their story? What did the vegan society mean to them? What's their connection? And there's all these questions. And the more that you answer that come out of it. And and that's why I think it's really important we connect with our legacy pledges when they reveal themselves. Because I've got something hugely valuable from this conversation. And that's always the case for all my guests, which is why I have guests on my show, because they're always better than me anyway. You, you've actually just reinforced why I have chosen to do what I do. And you'll always be in there now, obviously, because 
this episode will always be there in the ether, won't it? I mean, that's the thing that's social. You, you can't take it down. It's, it's going to be there. So it will be interesting. Um, hopefully, I will be one of these people that do live to 100. I mean, that's the goal. And we heard so too. <laughs> we'll listen back to this recording and uh, what format it will be. And I don't know, maybe chips in our brain or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Done so much, won't they? You've really kind of reinforced and reignited my passion. And I'm volunteering at the vegan camp out vegan society at the end of July. So I'm super excited, actually. You've really geared me up to be <laughs> in a space. And going back to the first thing that I said, I guess, where I feel very much at home with other vegans who believe what I believe in and actually just want every being not to suffer. I think these are really interesting, but very also very difficult conversations to have. And I yeah. think you've been, in some ways, very brave, making, mm. taking your podcast into the personal in this way and mm. sharing so much information with, with anybody who chooses to listen. We, we're, of course, enormously grateful for, for your gift, um, but we hope not to receive it for a very, very long time. Yeah. But I think it does take a, a lot of courage to do what you've done today and, and to, to share this with everybody. I think that's a wonderful thing to do because hopefully it will make other people realise that this is something that they can tackle and something that will actually give them that sense of, as you say, that reflecting on the, the joy and well-being that it brings to you in the present. It's not as though it doesn't give anything to you right now. You know the difference that your gift will, will make and you know what it is that you want to achieve. And it's wonderful that you trust us to to do that and to take your life's work and do something positive with it. So thank you. Thank you, Sam. I just wanted to thank you again, Sunita. Um, I think it's so special that we have had this opportunity to connect with you as a legacy pleasure, which I so rarely get to do. In some ways, you know, at the back end that I get to learn about people and it's just, yeah, I cannot emphasize enough how amazing it is for Legacy Pledgers to get in touch with the charities that they're leaving gifts to because it really makes a difference and it helps us to get to know our supporters um, and carry out their wishes in the way that they had hoped for. Um, so thank you, Sunita. I'm really, really glad you invited us and um, I look forward to uh, seeing you in person again and speaking with you soon, as we always do. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, You're Sam, welcome. so much. I thoroughly enjoyed you. having you on my show. So, listener, what did you take away from this episode? Are you feeling confident in conducting your own interview with one of your pledges? You can drop me an email, which is sunita at persuasion.org.uk, and let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in to Legacy Fundraising Chat, brought to you by Persuasion, providing consultancy training and coaching to help fundraisers just like you. Thank you for everything that you do for your charitable organisation and the third sector, making it an inspiring place to work. I'm your host, Sunita Goodu, championing your legacy fundraising efforts. 